I answer just questions that I think are important. Um, last time we talked about why I believe the Bible, and then we had a break last Sunday, so not, not totally in the groove. But this, this Sunday morning, I want to answer the question, um, am I ready for a cell phone? Am I ready for a smartphone? Whatever. I, I know maybe you guys don't refer to them as cell phones anymore. Uh, maybe you guys call them smartphones. Or maybe you have an, even a cooler name for them. What's the cooler name, Macy? Just a phone. Am I ready for a personal computation device in my pocket? That's a really cool <laughs> phrase. Um, hey, real quick, though, um, I want you guys to give me some answers. I had you write out on sticky notes reasons why people don't believe the Bible, and then we left them up there, and then Julia Swartz came and was so confused <laughs> because it looked like I was teaching you rank heresy about the Bible. But, hey, I want you... Have any of you ever... Take two and pass them around. Have any of you ever done like speech class or anything like that? Speech? Anybody do debate class or anything like that? So like, like, do you ever do the thing where, here, here's some more sticky notes. Um, do you ever do like, this, this side takes the affirmative and this, this side takes the, anybody ever do that? Like, yeah, yeah. Sarah, you know what I'm doing? Okay. So, um, I want you guys to write down two things on these sticky notes. One, I want you to take the, the affirmative position. And then the other one takes the negative position. I don't know exactly what the words are. What, what are the phrases, Sarah? The affirmative and the... Affirmative and negation. Negation? Okay, the negation. So uh, I want, you, I want one, one sticky note for you to write your best argument for why y- you should have a cell phone. Or why cell phones are good. Or, but mainly why cell phones are good or why, why, why you should get a cell phone. Good reasons. The best reason you can think of. And then the other sticky note I want you to write down of why you shouldn't, why cell phones are bad. Bad news bears, why you should not have a cell phone. Um, I want to hear what you guys, your answers are that are floating around in your brain. You might believe these, you might not believe these. The best way to, uh, the best way to uh, embarrass yourself is to write your name on it, so don't do that. Uh, you don't have to do that. Just say, uh, you could write good, bad, and then fill in, fill in an answer like that. And while you're, while you're um, ans- or filling in those answers, um, let's just real quick, talk about um, a few facts about social media. Every once in a while, I talk about social media with you, and the facts always change. So I was up late and up early in the morning, making sure I knew the up-to-date information on social media, all the trends, all the cool things. I was very surprised by what I found. No, I wasn't. But uh, maybe you'll be surprised. First off, almost every teen in the United States these days has access to the internet daily. And of course, internet could be smartphone, it could be a computer or something like that. But um, uh, every teen, uh, at least according to this poll, has access to daily internet use. Um, Half of teens polled said that they are almost online constantly. Uh, According to this, this might not be the best poll for you guys, but this was a poll that... that, um, questioned teens between the ages of 13 and 17, but half of those polled said they are almost online constantly through various forms, maybe through school or through apps or something. Um, by the way, that, up, that, uh, that, um, that poll is up 24% since the last time I checked that poll. When I checked the poll, it was according to the 2014-2015 poll that said 24% of teens today feel like they're online all the time. Uh, 36% confess that they are online too much. 54% said it would be hard to give up their phone or some sort of um, online presence. On average, uh, every person in the world, this isn't just teenagers, but this is just a poll between 
um, all ages. Uh, every, every person is said to have at least seven, uh, an average of seven different kinds of social media accounts. Um, the average person spends an 142 minutes daily on social media accounts. That's a little bit over two hours. Um, and then I, I looked this up in 2010, one billion people said they were using social media. When I last preached this um, in, in 2020, um, it was already up to 2.7 billion. I, I don't even know. I mean, maybe those are just numbers to you, but that seems like a lot of people to me. So in 10 years, it's jumped, it's jumped like it's doubled the amount of people that are online, particularly on social media. Any guesses as to how many people uh, claim to be on social media now? According to this reparable poll that I got off of Google just this morning. Any guesses? Any guesses? So in 10 years, it went from, it went from 1 billion to 2.7 billion. Anybody want to do a projection on it? What? They don't want to leave their house? 2020 was bad and, and good for social media companies and bad for your soul. Um, according to a 2023 Forbes report, 2.1 billion people are now on social media. Um, that's more growth than expected. But notice every, I mean, it's just it's quadrupling. It's, it's, it's growing really fast. Um, uh, now for the fun part, uh, most popular, uh, popular social media uh, apps. Maybe some of you don't do social media. That's great. I have more respect for you. No, that's not. That's not true. Uh, but for those of you who do, let's see if you if you can guess what is number ten on the the most popular social media apps for teens between the ages of thirteen and seventeen. Anybody want to take a stab at it? Number ten. Number ten. Number ten. Number ten. Number ten. You'll never guess. I, I don't, who goes on Twitter? That's not number ten, but it's on. But. Nope, Facebook is higher than number 10. What? For, for 13 to 17-year-olds. I kid you not. I kid you not. Yes. I don't know. LinkedIn did not make the list. Neither did, neither did Pinterest, which was surprising to me. Which was surprising to me. I, I looked this up several times. I couldn't, fi- I couldn't find Pinterest anywhere. Maybe I'm looking at the wrong poll. I guess some people don't consider Pinterest a social media. Yeah, some people don't. Yeah, okay. Well, number 10, Tumblr. I, I, I don't believe this. I don't believe this. Um, number nine is Reddit. Reddit? No, Reddit is very popular too. 14% of teenagers say they use Reddit. Uh, WhatsApp. Anybody use WhatsApp for connecting with family? I do it with my family. Uh, WhatsApp. Uh, 17% say they are on WhatsApp. Twitch, if you want to watch somebody else have a lot of fun playing games. Get a life. All right, that's just me. That's just me. That's just me. The Twitch is number seven. Number six, um, uh, Vienna's favorite, Twitter. That's right. That's right, Twitter. Uh, that means you're a Democrat, though, if you're on Twitter. True uh, social. Uh, true social. Number five, believe it or not, according to this poll, 32% say they possibly have an account. I'm not sure how this goes, but Facebook. Why? I know like, why. Exactly. Exactly. You know, this is this might be a global thing. Maybe there people. Maybe people in Asia find Facebook really cool. I don't know. Um, anyway, all right. Uh, number four is Snapchat. Fifty-nine percent. Snapchat is my least favorite. It's just. I mean, if if you wanted an illustration of Ecclesiastes, it's Snapchat, right? Just vanity of vanities. It's just passing. It's passing. 
Number three is Instagram. 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 You're right. Number three is Instagram. You thought it was going to be different, didn't you? Uh, 67, no, wait, 62% are on Instagram. By the way, 10% of teens polled said they are on Instagram nearly constantly. I don't know how you do that. Maybe you guys do. Um, I, I could see how it could happen. Now, this is what I, I noticed with social media. It's the scroll factor, right? You just can keep going forever. And I think that's the most dangerous thing because it's just like one more, one more, one more. But, but Instagram, uh, 62% of teens say they're, they're on Instagram. 10% say almost constantly, which was crazy to me. Uh, number two, anybody want to guess? YouTube? No, it's not. It's TikTok. That's right. So number one is so number one is YouTube actually. Yeah. yeah. Not true social. True social didn't show up on this poll. Uh, yeah. Well, listen to this. TikTok is sixty-seven percent. Sixteen percent of teens say almost constantly. Um, an average of ninety-five minutes a day. TikTok is addicting. TikTok. Fifty-two percent of users are between eighteen and twenty-four-year-olds, and we all know that it's a Chinese spy app. So you're a fool. You're a fool to go on it. Um, YouTube, 90. This might be other things, too. Like, you use YouTube for all sorts of things, I suppose, fixing your car. Uh, but 90. <laughs> that's, right, that's right. 95%. What? Are you, are you, are you questioning the uh, Pew Research poll? No. All right. Uh, YouTube, 95% of teens use YouTube. It's, second, it's the second most visited website, second only to Google, which is essentially just searching for the YouTube video. Uh, 19% of teens say they are almost constantly on YouTube. That's one out of five average teenagers are constantly. I don't know what they mean by constantly, but that's a long time. Um, five, this is crazy to me, 500 hours of content are uploaded every minute. It's, it is humanly impossible for you to watch everything on YouTube, and that's good for your soul to not even try. But there are 500 hours of content. Um, five billion videos are watched daily. Uh, 90% of viewing is primarily through a smartphone or a private device, and that tells me you're alone mostly when you're watching YouTube. The average time is over 40 minutes um, a day, I think. Um, 70% of people spend... Uh, um, sorry, sorry. 70% uh, of the videos people watch probably are produced by the, that's right, Chinese algorithm. That means you, my friend, are a sucker. Uh, no, <laughs> it means you are just watching what they are suggesting. And you're doing a lot of it, too. Um, the average teenager is. So that, that, any, any surprises on that list? Pinterest is not on that list. I, anyway, okay. People are very social on it. Don't ever read the comments. It's very social. A little bit higher, a little bit higher. Yeah. Anyway. Hey, if you're here today and we're talking about smartphones and essentially the same thing we're talking about is, uh, is social media because uh, knowing how to uh, have and own a smartphone basically means you... Um, know and have wisdom for using social media. There may be there may be two category, uh, three categories of people that you will fall into. You'll be one of these three people. You might be the kind of person that's sitting there in your seat this morning and saying, "I don't have a phone. I don't want a phone. I don't need to know anything about this. I'm only you know 11 years old. I don't need a cell phone right now." Um, I would say I would say to you, 
that you need to be a little bit more realistic about what your life is going to look like in the future. If you are not preparing, if you are not preparing yourself, um, there will come a day when you will probably have a phone for some reason or or another. And if you are not even preparing right now in the areas of discipline and self-control and you're just in denial right now about wanting a cell phone, that's probably not setting yourself up very well. Godliness, I would say, is not by escape, but godliness is through purposefulness. If you want to be godly in this world, it's not through escaping, becoming a monk. It's through being purposeful to the glory of Christ with everything that you do. Those who don't intentionally live, listen to this, will fall and fail in social media. So if you're just back there saying, I don't want a cell phone, I don't want to think about a cell phone, you might not be setting yourself up for success, godliness Uh, means you are starting to think, even before you have a cell phone, about how you can be purposeful with that phone. But you might be another kind of person, and maybe the majority of you are this way. The second kind of person is someone that says, I want a phone, and I need a phone. I don't have a phone right now, but I really, really, really want my own phone. Life will be so much easier. My exhortation to you would be to be patient, to honor God now. God has given you precious time now in your life to grow in vital character that you need to honor him through a phone. And spoiler alert, I do think you can own a phone and have a phone to the glory of God, but it won't look like the way other people in our world, particularly teens in our world, own a phone and have a phone. But God has given you time right now in your life before you get a phone to actually grow in your spiritual backbone so that when you have a phone, you rule the phone to the glory of God instead of having the phone rule you. So I think this is a really good time for you. If that's, if that's where you are, if you're like, I want one, I need one, I want to challenge you today in how you're preparing, how you're, how you're setting yourself up for success to have a phone. In, in, our, in the day and age that we live, I, I hate to say it, but being a grown-up means having a phone, usually, that's usually what it means, to some level or another, and I want you to be prepared for it. I would say if you can't live a patient life now without a phone, How do you expect to live a patient, God-honoring life with a phone in the future? So today is the day to work on your patience and your self-control. Or maybe you're in the third category, and probably a lot of you are in this category as well. You say, I have a phone already. Don't need to know about phones. I've already got a phone. Don't need this message at all. Well, to you, I would say perhaps this is a very important message as well. And my question for you this morning is, are you going to be teachable? Are you going to be, are you ready to give up your phone if it's too much for you? Because even right now, you need to always be evaluating, hey, is social media, is, is the phone too much in my life? That it is beginning to rule me instead of me ruling it for the glory of God. Because if it's too much, if, if you are on it nearly constantly, I would suggest that you need to take a fast to make sure it is not dominating your Life, and you need to take a fast anyway. Um, the basic question I'll ask um, can social media, can a phone have a lower place in your life and in your heart? Because even if you think it's in control right now, but you couldn't, you couldn't have less of it than you have right now in your life, I think you need to evaluate evaluate the importance of a cell phone in your life. Now, I, I understand there's probably lots of good arguments, right? There's lots of great arguments for why your, your parents give you a phone, and, and those are, some of those are really really good as well. And matter of fact, I want to hear those right now. So please give me your sticky notes. And uh, do we have them all right here? All grouped together? Oh, good. You did it for me? Yeah. Where's the bad? These are the bad ones. These are the bad? Which one? These are the bad? Yes. 
No phones ever. They're bad. They're always bad. Oh, what are these? No idea. Okay. All right. Okay. Really quick. Really quick. Let me just let me just review what you guys say when you think what. Okay. Well, clump them in. Clump them in a pile and then hold these two. I got too many already. All right. Here we go. All right. Here we go. Here we go. These are bad. These are bad. These are phones are bad. Uh, the negative uh, position. Oh, the negative position. What do you, how do you say it again? Negation. That's right. <laughs> Negativation. All right. Um, you shouldn't have a phone because it is not safe to access the uh, internet, especially for a minor. Here you go. That's interesting. Okay. It's not safe for a minor. Uh-oh. Um, bad. Um, it could be very, very e- easily become an idol. Um, it's very time-consuming. It could cause... This is more than one reason. It could cause you to become very lazy. It could take up way too much of your time. It's just a bad idea for someone who isn't ready and who doesn't have self-control. So let's boil that down to, (laughs) it'll feed your laziness. That's right. That's right. Uh, This is a pro. Come on. What are you guys doing? All right. I am involved in a lot of ministries and I'm home alone a lot and need to be in touch with my parents and others. Here's a, here's a pro reason, right? I need, I need to have a phone to contact people to let them know what we're doing, and so I can be organized, so I know when all these events are in the summer, because uh, Pastor David's always doing these events, and I need to know when they all are, and if I had a phone, it would work. Um, they are good for communication when needed, or in case of emergency, right? In our, once again, in the world we live in, that's kind of the way people communicate today. Um, the, the affirmative here, good phones are useful for contacting people. Quick if in danger, police, fire department, parents, makes it easy to find info quickly. Once again, I'm hearing a, 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 a trend here. Um, if I am about to be shot, I can get my phone and get my parents there to pick me up from my friend's house. There is so much access um, there's a, okay. This is a negative. Access to explicit content, time-wasting activities uh, such as games, social media. So it's just so easy to get in danger and in trouble with social media. Um, it promotes idleness, uh, being alone. That's what it does. Uh, well, you remember what that says. Uh, <laughs> David's second biggest fan. Who are you? All right. Uh, this is for. This is a no. With great power comes great responsibility. Is that a no or is that a pro? I don't know. Um, uh, why it shouldn't. Uh, the internet can be the source of various sins. All right. So, so more contact with the world, more sin. Um, it's a black hole of sin, debauchery, and time wasting. Um, all right. Okay. That was good. All right. Affirmation over here. Uh, so you can be... Uh, in contact while at work uh, with parents and, and so on and so forth. Um, you know you're ready when you don't need a phone. All right. That person's been reading my notes. All right. Uh, why um, I should have a cell phone. Your parents can track you where you go and contact your friends and family. Okay. This is just before we go on. All of these are basically so my parents can contact me. Don't your friends have phones? Can't you contact your parents? I'm, I'm sorry. If that's your best argument, sorry. Uh, I, I'm not here to just say cell phones are the worst. You shouldn't have a phone. But it seems like all of these arguments can be easily solved by being with someone that has a phone. You don't actually need to own one yourself. Because um, you, I don't need one. Here's one of those people in category one. I just don't honestly need a phone. Uh, bad technology is addictive. Technology itself 
Now, I'm not making fun of who wrote this, but I'm just going to rift on this for a little bit. Technology itself is evil because it was created by sinners. That's right. Uh, laziness. Laziness. Therefore, the phone is bad because of laziness. Sounds like a you problem, actually. Um, inappropriate internet usage. I agree with that one. Okay, there we go. Um, let's see. You shouldn't have a phone because of the temptations that come with it. Uh, talk to people who shouldn't. Okay, so once again, yeah, it's just it kind of seems like the same answers every single time. Uh, you might feel the pressure of worldly friends. Yeah, okay. But friends in person are not as bad. Um, uh, easy access to sinful temptations. Okay, there we go. Just more temptations, more access. Uh, a cell phone can become a consuming obsession. All right, we'll put that over there a little bit more. This one has been folded several thousand times. Um, it's easier to communicate, and that means it's good. It's easy to communicate, and therefore it is bad. All right. All right, so we'll put that right in the middle. All right. Um, uh, phones make it hard to avoid uh, bed. That can't be what it's saying. That's what I wanted to say, but it's not saying that. Uh, avoid bad and time-wasting habits. Okay. All right, so it's easier to fall into the trap of bad uh, time-wasting things. You get too much access to the Internet, quickly become addicted to social media. Sounds like you guys were listening to my points. All right. Too, much, too many people are on the Internet too much uh, because it can be a terrible influence once again. Once again, there we go. Uh, what else? What else? It promotes idleness. We already saw that one, but I can't get that one to stick. All right. Man, I think these are all just the same. All right. Let's just do a few more shoulds. Uh, <laughs> uh, over here, you will recall, uh, this one was shouldn't because I don't need one. This one is should because I want one. All right. So, so now we're getting to the heart of it. <laughs> uh, you need a phone. This is interesting. Because the world is dangerous, and you always need to be able to contact someone as a teen. So you shouldn't have a phone because the world is dangerous, and you should because it is dangerous. I know you guys are just, uh, just answering these because I asked you to, but I was just kind of pointing that out. Um, if you are young and start a job outside the house, you may need a phone to contact people. Uh, once again, when I was a kid, we just memorized someone's phone number. But, I mean, that's on you. All right. So um, I could be tempted to be on my phone instead of with my siblings. Yeah, it makes you antisocial, ironically. Um, they are bad in terms of getting access to ungodly things and can cause sin in your heart. So once again, it just kind of magnifies what's in there already. Uh, phones make it easy to accidentally, uh, accidentally or unintentionally to get um, wrong, bad situations. You may never... Uh, know what you might find clicking on a website. I think that's very true. Um, okay, we'll, we'll just leave it at, at that for now. So we get a general... Sorry if I didn't get to your sticky note. I really do. I'm just, they're just kind of sounding the same. But do we, do we kind of see... They're, they're both kind of saying uh, the, the anticipated things. Maybe if we had more time to really break this down and think about this, maybe we could get to some nuances. But what are the, what are the common, common, common arguments we see? I, I see it's, a, it's, it's an opportunity to what? Waste time. It's an opportunity to waste time. It's, a, it's an opportunity to be exposed to temptation. It's easily addictive. On the good side of things, it seems like communication is helpful with your parents. Now, now all of you, maybe I didn't get down to those sticky notes that were saying this, but you guys didn't mention, hey, I want to actually communicate with my friends too. I, I assume 
that's why you would want a cell phone as well, because it's good to be in communication with your friends. But you were afraid that that wouldn't be a good reason. But no, that's a good reason, right? I want to communicate with people. Um, when was the last time you called someone on a phone? Just a question. That's, that's what they are also there for. If any of you ever saw Spy Kids 2, you remember the big watch. It has so many things going on, but it doesn't have an actual watch because there's so much on there. But just to say this, did you know that your phone actually has a phone on there too? You can call people on the phone and actually talk to them. It's, it's an interesting idea. Um, um, but notice there's... There can be, and and once again, if we broke it down a little bit more, there can be good reasons on both sides. There can be good reasons on both sides for why to have a phone or why to not have a phone. Some people want to maybe get into the idea that, hey, this app or this social media platform was created by sinners. And and sometimes that is true, right? They, they 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 are made to sell you something. So maybe you could go on a more of a negative argument with that. But... But in some ways, those could be used for good, too. It could be argued. But I want to I just make uh, three points about a phone, and I always like to make these points with you to help you think biblically and responsibly about your phone. Um, three points. They're really easy. They're really, they're really quick. You'll get them real, real easily. And number one, a cell phone um, is not inherently bad. I... I, I I, now we're kind of getting to the more of the cell phone side of things, but it, it's not inherently bad or wrong to have a cell phone. The word inherently suggests that on its own, by itself, it is evil. This phone sitting here on the platform is actually evil and about to be smited by God. No, I don't think you can say that cell phones are inherently bad. You can say it is a power. It is a technology that enables you to do more with it than you could without it. It increases your power to do something, just like a car increases uh, your ability to do something. It increases your ability to go places that are further, but it has great power. And as we know, with great power comes great responsibility, right? But it's like a car. It's like fire has great, great um, power to do good things, to heat you up so you don't die at night by the campfire. But it also has great destructive power, as we know, every August when half of California is on fire. <laughs> or a gun. A gr- gun has great capacity for good and also has great capacity for evil as well. And just by showing all the evil of something, something that can do, doesn't necessarily mean it is bad in itself, but it does show that it can be used for great evil. But So I would say, number one, a, a cell phone isn't inherently bad. But I would also say that a cell phone or a phone isn't inherently good either. Uh, just because I would say that a cell phone isn't inherently bad doesn't mean the opposite is true. There, there is great peril, as, as we have already kind of commented on. There's great peril in having a phone, particularly having a phone with full access to everything that the internet offers. Because that means you have full access to a world that hates God and is seeking to make as many converts to God-hating as it can. There is peril involved in having a phone. Uh, Just like there is 
peril in going outside. And just like there's peril in staying in your room all day. Why? Because who is with you? Your own sinful heart. If you are especially an unbeliever, there's no Holy Spirit. Um, Over half of the population of the world is online spreading their worldview about God. So there's peril. It's not necessarily inherently good. We used to use this illustration about the the dangers of TV. And I remember hearing this illustration maybe in sermons or something, but it was basically like this. How would you feel if a total stranger one night came to your house and said, hey, I would like to hang out with your family for a while. And your parents were like, sure, come in. And then you sit around the table and this guy just dominates the conversation, telling you all of his views about everything that's going on in the world these days. And then after dinner, you go into the living room and everybody just sits around and talks to this man more and more and just lets him share and share. And suddenly he's coming every single day and you're spending three, four hours a day in the family room with this stranger who is just, you know, spouting his opinions about the world. That seems kind of like a foolish life choice, doesn't it? Your parents shouldn't let that happen, right? They shouldn't just let a stranger into your house. They have no idea what he's going to say and just let him talk and talk and talk, right? Are you agreeing with me? Be charismatic for one minute. Or do you agree? Do you agree? It sounds like slightly shady. Would you be slightly uncomfortable with that situation? Yeah, yeah, right. Well, I could say social media is even more creepy, right? Because it's all of that except more and always with you all by yourself. I won't even illustrate. That's just like a, a person coming along with you wherever you go and talking to you all the time about the world and their view of things and always with you. That's a, that's a shaping friendship right there, isn't it? That's, that's, that could be how you could illustrate it. It's even, it's even more shaping than the TV used to be is a private cell phone. So we see phones are not inherently bad, but I wouldn't say they're inherently good either. And then my third point about phones that I always want to insist on Cell phones aren't neutral. And this is where we get into the social media kind of category of cell phones. But just because they're not inherently good and not inherently bad does not mean they're inherently neutral. Cell phones are not neutral. Uh, Phones and the media that is pumped into your life through a phone is big business. In uh, 2022, the ad revenue of social media was valued at $49 billion. By the way, that's the net worth of Phil Knight, the founder of Nike. He has about that much money. So it's big business, and everybody wants a piece of that pie. Everybody um, is trying to fashion content that lures you so that they can get some of that revenue. Do you understand that? You are someone that people are trying to make money off of it and it's not neutral the kind of message they're trying to spread they're trying to shape you uh, social media is trying to shape your thinking it's trying to shape your feelings it's trying to shape your perceptions of others and it will and it will shape your time as well anything that takes over two hours a day is shaping your day it is shaping your day So write this on your notes. I always like to have students write a picture on their notes, right? This is the one time where you can doodle in Sunday school, and it's totally okay. Write the coolest magnifying glass you can right by your notes where it says cell phones are not neutral. Write a picture of a magnifying glass. You know what a magnifying glass is? Sherlock Holmes magnifying glass. It makes him see things better, and then he can 
figure out cases, all because of a magnifying glass. That What does it do? It magnifies the image. And that's what a phone does. A cell phone will magnify the cravings of the world. The things that the world loves, the things that the world craves, are magnified to you through social media. And it also will magnify your desires of your heart as well. You will see who you are through your cell phone. It's not neutral. It'll show you what you want. Matter of fact, one of the dangerous parts of a cell phone are not the cell phone itself, but your heart that you carry with you when you are searching on social media. That is the dangerous part. You have a, uh, a friend that wants to stab you in the back, your own desires of your heart, your own personal idols. It will reveal you. It will reveal your heart. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop there. Any questions? Any, any, any confusion? Any, any pushback? Any arguments? Right. Well, that's where I go back to. You kind of need a phone in today's world in one way or the other. You could find a really dumb phone, I suppose, and use that. My dream is still to find a flip phone, but I cannot find a flip phone for the life of me. Uh, but they've got to be out there somewhere. Um, but yeah, just for, for uh, calling people and texting people, you could find that. But what I would say to the adult is, um, um, are you so vulnerable to temptation that you cannot be trusted to be alone with a phone? then yes, for a while, for a good season of your life, I would say you need to put away the phone and strengthen your spiritual backbone before you can have a phone. But you can, you can find ways to sin through a dumb phone too, I'm sure. You can find ways to sin without a phone. But what I'm mostly concerned is, hey, where's your heart at? And, and I would say uh, you need to be in control of your phone before you have a phone like that. And if you're an adult and you feel like you've lost control, I would say you definitely need to take a serious fast. Maybe not from everything on your phone, but get one of those massive you know, blockers of everything but the, cell, but the phone capacity in your phone. And just say, hey, I'm going to go without everything for a month and see and see where my heart is and try to grow, grow in my desire and my love for Jesus and my hatred for sin. Sometimes, as we've talked about with you know, purity with young, with young men as well, right? Sometimes when you're in the thick of temptation, it's really, hard, it's really hard to not sin. And sometimes you need a little separation in order to grow in the, the, you know, the, the spiritual um, um, strength that you need to have self-control with a phone. Now, I have I've put a lot of discipline into my life to try to counter a phone. But even sometimes I need to reevaluate. Hey, is this becoming too much of a place in my heart? I know Tim Challies, remember the famous blogger, once said that he was realizing that his phone was becoming a dominant part of his life. It was becoming dominant in his life. And, and he started to think about it, right? If I had to drink uh, for, you know, four hours a day, what would I be? I would be an alcoholic. If I had to eat constantly, what would I be? I would be a glutton. So what am I with this phone? I'm some, in some sort of idolatrous relationship. And he said he went on a fast. And I would even say, that's a good thing for you to think about as well. Maybe try a week, a week of fasting from your phone just to test it. Is this a desire of my heart that wants to dominate, that I can't live without? Some of you did a fast for junior, senior. Remember that? And it was, it was, it was challenging at parts, but it was also not as challenging. 
that's a good sign, right, that you're not absolutely addicted to food. But the same question could be asked about your phone as well. Do you have to live with this? If you cannot go without it, then I would say even an adult is in a dangerous position. And even an adult that depends on their phone for their job needs to have enough self-control in their life to not be controlled by their phone. The world we live in, right? When my parents were my age, they didn't have a phone at all. Um, and, and that could be, could be, perhaps you could live like that. And maybe you could. But I, I think we need to have a category also in our mind for technology being a gift of God. Um, was, is God at all confused or frustrated? Are his plans shattered because of technology? Or did God even say, I'm, I am ordaining this world and all of the metals in this world in order for mankind to create things? Um, I would say God actually is in control of everything. Matter of fact, there's a passage in Isaiah that talks about how God uh, ordains not only the man who makes the weapons, but also the man who wields them as well. God is in sovereign control of everything. And there's actually good purposes for God in technology. With your phone, you can do incredibly good things. With my phone, I can communicate with all of you in one day. It would take me all day, but I could communicate with all of you and have a quality conversation with all of you, even if you were in different areas of the world. With my phone, I can you know, keep up with people, keep up with family, let you guys know when things are, make sure you guys are all here with me. We can reach out and encourage missionaries. With technology, we can do incredible translation work. Phones can have innumerable good things. And, and so once again, if, if, if someone comes to me and says, well, I didn't have a phone growing up and, and I was just fine, that's true. But uh, you know what? A <laughs> hundred years ago, there were a lot of things people didn't have, but I don't want to go back to those days. Uh, I know I was reading this book by Tony uh, Ranke, who writes with Desiring God, and he was making this illustration of, hey, if you could go back in time, if you could go back, um, you know, a hundred and so years and you could be the richest man in the world. If you could be John Rockefeller and have like $1 million, which translates to a whole lot more today, would you do it? Would you, would you continue your existence now being someone who is poor without anything? <laughs> well, you don't have anything, but you have a phone, you have your family, you have food, you have medicine. Or would you go back in time to be the world's wealthiest man? Would you do it? Anybody want to raise their hand? Who would want to be the wealthiest man, 150? You would? You would? Anybody else? You? Yeah, you're C.S. Lewis reincarnated. Anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody else would want to go back? Look, would you? Would you? Would you? You you could be the richest person in the world 130 years ago. Vienna, you love old things. I wouldn't have all this. See, that's, that's the key, right? Oh, yeah, you don't get A.C., I mean, you could get personal AC in your house, but you, you wouldn't get AC anywhere you go. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, you can't really travel that fast. Uh, airplanes haven't been invented yet. You could take a boat for a few months to go to Europe. You could do that. You could have all sorts of fine food, but, of course, only in season because you can only transport things as fast as a train can move. Um, you wouldn't have medicine, so you'd be just as vulnerable to all of those uh, venereal diseases, or not venereal, but just like diseases, like all those kinds of things that we have today. Um, you would be very limited. And you know what a majority of people would say, and this is what Ranky was getting at, hey, a poor guy today has almost a better life than a really rich person 100 years ago. So there are values, there are benefits for sure, but I am just saying you need to be careful with those things, right? You need to be careful. 
the history of technology is both a history of God's grace and sinner's ingenuity uh, wrapped into one. Uh, one, more, one more comment, and then we'll leave. Um, technology technology uh, was used by Noah to do incredible good for himself, his family, and for you. Right? It was technology, believe it or not, that enabled Noah to build an ark and put tar all over it in order that the ark would float and do incredible good for himself, his family, and for you. Technology has great potential to do good for other people. And that's what I want to do as a believer. I want to do particularly spiritual good in communicating the gospel. And then that's what technology avails you. And even more so now. I'm not talking about tar anymore. I'm talking about little, little computer chips that are so small that you can carry them and not even know that they're on your person. Right? And they can do incredible good things. Technology can even do more good things now. But it all depends on the purpose and the intention of the heart that you have as you hold them. And how dominated you are by idols in your life. That will determine the kind of good things you can do. Because you know what technology also can do? It can do incredible bad things. Remember tar? Tar was very useful in you know, the ark construction. What did they use in the Tower of Babel? They tried to build their way away from God and to be uh, impregnable against God so he wouldn't scatter them across the earth. What did they use? They used tar. Now why did they use tar for the Tower of Babel? Waterproof? It's a thought. You can do incredible good with technology and you can seek to rebel against God in incredible ways. But it all is about how much that technology dominates you, how much you are dominated by a love for Christ and a desire to glorify Him. Um, and and that, is, that is the challenge of technology. Any other questions?